Hello and welcome to episode 440. That's got to be a milestone, right? Episode 40 of This Week on Earth. We got another jam-packed episode for you here. We got news. We got swingers. We got Isaac. It's pretty wild. Buckle up. We're doing this. Let's go. Let's start things off with a snapshot of the world. It's the news this week on Earth. Up first, the headlines. In international news, a Taiwanese man went from cheery to dreary after his wife figured out that the new PlayStation was not, in fact, an air purifier. His missus made him sell it upon figuring out the ruse. The research team here at This Week on Earth has discovered divorce attorneys have been contacted, but are not sure whether the husband or the wife were the ones calling. A hunter in the Czech Republic was caught by surprise when the deer he was pursuing stole his gun and ran off into the woods. On a related note, a hunter in the Czech Republic is the primary suspect in a string of wolf murders after his prints were found all over the murder weapon. A woman in Chicago who took the bar exam while in labor and finished it after giving birth passed the exam. This, while all you lazy listeners couldn't even bother to take out the trash for the second straight night. A YouTuber seeking internet fame and, quote, chasing his dream, fractured his skull during a jump from a bridge in Texas. Fortunately for him, his dream was to fracture his skull jumping off a bridge in Texas. A group of babies in Spain have grown werewolf-like hair all over their bodies after a pharmacy mixed up hair regrowth supplements with an upset stomach syrup. Parents are outraged, but not as mad as the babies on a full moon. After a swingers convention held in New Orleans, 41 participants have tested positive for the coronavirus. All attendees of the convention, however, tested positive for loose morals. And that brings us to our top story of the night. At least 41 people who attended a swingers gathering in New Orleans in November have tested positive for the coronavirus, according to the event's organizer. One of those attendees was hospitalized in serious condition, but has since been released, said Bob Hannaford, the organizer of the annual Naughty and Nolans Swingers Gathering. Most of the cases were asymptomatic or very mild, he said. If I could go back in time, I would not produce this event again, he wrote Friday in a blog post about this year's event. I wouldn't do it again if I knew then what I know now. It weighs on me, and it will continue to weigh on me until everyone is 100% better. Look at this idiot. (laughs) Uh, So... 250 people attended this event, uh, and then it looks like 41... Were positive. So really, Jack, 251 entities entered the event. COVID was one of them. <laughs> Inherently, this is problematic. They, they, first of all, great numbers. Uh, solid performance, 41 out of 250. And that's just the people who got tested. Right? Let's be honest. COVID, COVID, COVID swang and swang <laughs> yeah, the, away. The real swinger, that trip, COVID. <laughs> because <laughs> it fucked everyone in that room. 
not in Orleans, not in Orleans, uh, naughty in Orleans was much smaller this year with more restrictions. Restrictions on a swingers convention. While some 2,000 attended last year, about 250 people were in the Nopsy Hotel. First of all, Nopsy Hotel, what are you doing? Uh, important tidbit here. Masks were worn at events. Social distancing was enforced. I feel like it's not a swingers convention if social distancing is enforced. Yeah, something tells me it wasn't enforced that strong. Well, there is a line in here, a direct quote from, I believe, the organizer here that says, In almost every case, they admitted to us that they were super diligent on the first two days, Wednesday and Thursday, and then they relaxed a little on Friday. And then they said, fuck it. It's our last day. Many admitted that their lax effort on that final day is probably why they ended up positive. But those first two days, yeah, can you? was just a very, very horny convention. Can you imagine, like, the the feelings for everybody in the family, not just the, the swinger, not just the person that gets infected later, but, like, if you had, like, a cousin that came to family Thanksgiving and gave everybody COVID and, like, you know, grandpa got sick. Yeah. Because your cousin went swingers to a swingers convention? convention? Also. My God. <laughs> if you're going to go to a swingers convention, do you want to go to the one with, in a regular year, with 2,000 people or with the 10% of those participants who would have sex with strangers during a global pandemic? What does that say about their genital <laughs> hygiene, that they're willing to Ooh. go through with this in the middle of a global pandemic? Is that really who you want to be hooking up with? Not great. I also, I'm a little confused by the picture. It says, guy has a picture on his phone. He's showing the camera and it's two people with two wristbands. One's a purple wristband, one's a blue mm -hmm. wristband. And it says in the caption that it indicates COVID positive or negative. I'm sure that it, that system is smarter than I'm going to make it seem like, but I'm going to assume that one means positive, like literally COVID positive. And so then you just... <laughs> I'm still here to swing. Anybody else COVID positive? Don't have sex with me. I'm just here to watch. Yeah. 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 Uh, what a goofy thing. If they sent an email out in advance that said, hey, we're going to have separate wristbands for the attendees that have the coronavirus. And people still went. They st <laughs> they're still like, no, this is cool. This would be good. Oh, so you're you're one of the ones that's COVID positive. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's me. <laughs> Oh, cool. so we just made the out. system's working. Yeah. <laughs> we, we solved COVID. Uh, it worked. Yeah. Only one in five of them. Our second article of the week is brought to you from England, where a tequila bar Nottingham applied to become a church to, to defeat the COVID restrictions. Um, so at a certain point, uh, bars were closed in Nottingham, uh, but churches weren't. So the tequila bar applied to become a church in order to open up again. Um, I'm going to argue in favor of the tequila Dude, bar. I am pro tequila bar on this one, too. And not because I think that they should both be open, but I just think it's so fucking stupid to put a bunch of people in a room and have them all singing in each other's faces and go like, yeah, but, you know, it's church. We got to be here. Of course, you're talking about a karaoke bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, it's all church. No, yeah. I, so, the church, the, the, so then they ban churches but allow bars, so the church rebrands as a karaoke bar. 
They're like, we have communion yeah, wine. We, got, we, we got give it drinks, out regularly. We got a whole menu. There's only one item on it. Yeah. It's a tiny way for the taste <laughs> real bad. And donuts from whoever the volunteers our, are. Our, on our specials today are the body and blood of Christ. I have to say, bars are neon cathedrals. A lot of healing done at bars. A lot of pain. A lot of a lot of bad stuff. More bad stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Neon Cathedral. I think it does apply. I, I, if I'm a Nottingham UK administrator, I'm I'm putting my stamp on that. I agree. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty silly. We're we're doing the same thing here in the U.S. I don't know if you saw the Supreme Court was like, uh, what was the ruling? Some state had said no churches. Might have been New York State. And the Supreme Court was like, you know, churches can open. So now there's going to be a bunch more dead people. But hey, you, sh- you showed those libs. Oh. It was it was odd that they chose a voice actor to read out that <laughs> ruling. <laughs> that <day>. <laughs> they <laughs> chose the uh, droopy dog from the Looney Tunes. Ah, churches open. Related, uh, the mayor of Austin, Texas was just caught. He... Uh, banned. He, he put a ban on the city of Austin and said you have to social distance and be responsible while vacationing in Cabo. In New Orleans <laughs> for the Naughty and Nolans party. <laughs> yeah, now he's at a, a bigger international swingers convention in yeah. Cabo. Um, Not a good look, so man. Obviously, he's, he's, he's flying back, I'm sure, and it's been chastised as much as we can chastise our government officials here in the u.s which is to say <laughs> shit post him on social media Ooh, that'll show him <laughs> he'll never show his face in public now oh nope he's back out um yep. yeah dude it's pretty rough it's pretty rough that happened to uh was it denver's mayor too maybe that just got someone in colorado they like flew i think they that's flew right dallas yeah. or something come on man you gotta know you're gonna get caught you really think that you're gonna sneak out of there like no one's gonna recognize you the uh the texas mayor i I don't know if he said this or it was just a defense of him by somebody in his administration or something but said uh well it was a private flight to cabo it's like how are you getting a private plane man as a city official right (laughs) good great point what are you doing Uh, city business uh cabo is gonna be a sister city of austin texas so yeah yeah right go yeah oh man bad look Up next is a special treat and something a little bit new here. We have our very good friend Isaac is joining us in the mailroom. We're back with uh, something real exciting. Our first ever guest, uh, our, our good friend Isaac Copley. Looking sharp, really. It, it's been too long, buddy. You're looking fantastic. Can, can you describe how you look to fantastic to your yeah. listeners? Yeah, um, a red beard, barely coming in. Uh, haven't shaved this in probably two years. Trimmed it off and on. Still patchy. Nice. Uh, the receding hairline since I was 21, mm. you know, 27. So, uh, yeah. How's the How peg leg? How, how's the what? Your peg leg. Oh, mm, change it out. It's now mechanic. Oh, we got a, uh, yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. <laughs> nice. Patch gang, baby. I uh, I let mine grow for about a week uh, over Thanksgiving break because I had nothing else to do other than neglect my face. I get this one patch right here that prevents what would otherwise be a beautiful goatee that I could rock. 
So instead, I just have like a big number six on my face because it just doesn't grow right here. So it's just a big six. It's not a good look. Yeah. Big G. Shave this morning. Yeah. yeah. That's because I'm a real G. That's yeah, exactly it. Why don't, why don't we start off with how we met you, Isaac? Because it, it, we were not in this country. We all went to Iowa State, but un, unknowingly, uh, we didn't, didn't know each other and then met in London on a study abroad program. We were over there for four months and just found out that you also went to Iowa State. <laughs> There's like, there was no way to introduce, like, I don't even think it was like we were introduced or anything. It was like, where'd you no. go? <laughs> Iowa State. <laughs> yeah. There's five of us. Um, we at a bar and then it I was, was like, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, then I, um, and then we all were at the same bar with our everybody. Some and sort I of like said, trivia night, I think. Yeah. And then we were just talking and I'm like, oh, where do you guys go to school? I'm like, oh, Iowa State. Oh, cool. Me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, and then yeah. maybe two weeks after that, like we, we, we hung out like almost every day, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think the months. next morning you guys figured out where I was. I was just down the hall from you guys. I think the yeah, next morning yeah. I was like, I don't know where those guys are at or whatever. And then you knocked on my door, I think. We found you, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then I just started letting myself in. Yeah, basically yeah. every Saturday morning. Me too. No, me. I let myself into your guys' place. Too. Oh yeah, dude. Because we had the square room. We had the party room. The only room <laughs> and, in the entire and, building. And the reason why you guys hosted every party was because your key card let everybody in. So <laughs> I was the right. first person that figured that out as a joke, and then I was able to enter the room. I thought it was just my card. It was everybody's card. Yeah, top-notch London security. Uh, anyone with a piece of plastic could get into our room. So that was. <laughs> I remember the guy like talking to the maintenance guy, and he's like, "That's not how it works." It was like, "Well, no, man, that's how it works." <laughs> People walking in all the, the time. Uh, I remember the Saturday morning or Sunday morning after a big party that we had hosted in our tiny room where we had like 12 bags filled with bottles and cans. And then the cleaning <laughs> service, the guy that was like this like 40 something year old, scary looking white dude that just like would go and pick up the bags every weekend. I just hear him go, Oh, what the fuck? And then he starts pounding <laughs> he on our door. <laughs> he literally woke us up. It was like seven 30 in the morning. He's like, you guys can't do this. <laughs> I was like, buddy, it's a distribution issue. You're still going to pick up those same 12 bags. We're just consolidating to one space for you. We were doing him a favor. Uh, um, the same guy that would re uh, that would let me into my room after I'd get locked out every every shower I'd take. Which, <laughs> yeah. And Brennan would just close the door knowing I was gone. Oh God. The the worst I think that happened in there was when uh fucking James, you know it was him, uh when he shattered the mirrors in the bathroom with his hands. And uh I went to go shower the next morning and there was broken mirror and blood all over the bathroom. Yeah. And the cleaning service, too, the cleaning, first of all, it was a cleaning man would pick up all of our garbage. Cleaning woman would use the men's, would clean the men's bathroom. Don't know how that makes sense, but I, I was in the shower and I get out and I'm, you know, putting a towel on and then the cleaning woman comes in and uh, she doesn't speak very fluent English. She just looks at the mirror, shatters and blood, looks at me and goes, you? And I'm like, Fucking, look at me. <laughs> Do you think that I, like, look at me. Could I possibly have done that? Granted, Jack, by the end of that trip, you were playing Bloody Knuckles with James all the I time. I was. I was. I still have I a, a, say, well, like a lump an on my knuckle. I think there was some debate whether that was you or not. Not just from the cleaning lady. I feel like we actually thought it could have been you. It's reasonable. 
All right. Isaac, I just had a knee surgery. I finally fixed my meniscus. Now that I'm back, how do I get myself ready for the U.S. men's national team? Ooh. Ah, uh, let's see. Can you go back to Can you go back to college? What are you getting? What role sure. are you getting ready for? Can you You could go into. I have all my eligibility. They didn't take advantage of my talents. In college you could go into. You could get a. You could go back to Iowa State. Get a kinesiology degree. Try to be a physio. There's one way. Then you don't even have to really oh, use your knee. The back door. Right? <laughs> nice. I would have thought of that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't know if you misinterpreted what I said, but my knee is now some sort of, it's like a I, cyborg. So I, I kind of think we take the question this direction now, no, because I know, <laughs> hey, one of the guys I used to work with in Des Moines is the kit manager for the for Inter-Miami. There you go. So now the question is, what's the lamest way for you to get onto the U.S. <laughs> yeah, men's national we, team? We switch it up. Might be the only way. <laughs> Someone's got to give them water. You could be a hydration <laughs> delivery specialist. And he was the, he did the same job for the Seattle Sounders a couple years ago, Dave. There's your in. He, they need to the rebuild that position. For, like Ohio or whatever, the Columbus crew too. Yeah, he you know a guy too. there. Yeah, same guy. Oh, um, all right. Well, that sucks. Moving moving on <laughs> to the next question. <laughs> Isaac, I know you as a a learned man of history, rich history. <laughs> Uh, you you once told me this in a in a in a daze, but I think you were spot on. So can you tell me again, how did the Memphis Grizzlies come to play in the Western Conference, even though they are on the eastern near the eastern coast? Yeah. I was in a daze when I explained this. It is a little known thing they don't really teach in schools anymore. The textbook companies in Texas leave it out, but it's called the Louisiana Purchase, mm. and they moved from Vancouver. They were bought by the or from by the Americans from the French, Vancouver, maybe French Town. They speak French in Canada, mm-hmm. and then and then that's just you know you follow the Mississippi River right up somewhere. They speak French in there, <laughs> and that's how that you know that's how it is. It's Memphis. It was originally Memphis. They didn't well, say the S like in yeah. France. Memphis. Memphis. <laughs> there you go. Fascinating. I always. That little that little tidbit, you know, everybody heard here's the Louisiana Purchase. Nobody thinks of the Memphis Grizzlies coming around. You know, Mike Conley wouldn't have been there for ten years. I remember I remember describing that situation very little of it in a Uber, I think, in Kansas City at about yeah. Oh, yeah. at about two AM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, while we discussed a rival podcast. <laughs> that was called long. NBA Dicks. <laughs> NBA players named Richard. <laughs> uh, name, name your favorite NBA dick. Oh, I can't. I feel it. Richard Jefferson. I think that's the only. I think there was another. There, I can't remember which one that I said during the, at the time. But I think it was Richard Jefferson. It was that's I mean he's the, he's the only one I know. <laughs> Rick oh. Rick Smiths is that a Richard? <laughs> Probably. All right, Isaac, uh, 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 this or that here for you. Would you rather fight a honey badger once or only eat yams for the rest of your life? <laughs> Dave, come on. Honey badger once. You win? I, mean, I don't know how big a honey badger is. I don't think I win, but I don't die. 
Honey, honey Jeez. badgers are known as one of the most vicious animals on the planet. But they're only—I mean, they're only like this big. My, I got pretty. I mean, I'm not fast, but let's put it this way: you you may be able to eat more than yams, but you may not have a face when you do it. <laughs> so. Well, my dad's a dentist, so the teeth oh. part would be would be easily fixed. <laughs> you bite them to death. <laughs> That's true. My my wife my wife makes more money than me, so the surgeries would probably be affordable <laughs> if I needed any. Uh, hmm. I still think I still think I'd fight a honey badger once. I don't even know if I've ever had a yam. Then you gotta go honey badger. I think I have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some videos after this. Honey badgers fighting stuff, and you let me know if you want to change your mind. <laughs> I'll find a support group or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to look up the stats for how many people have been killed by honey badgers. It can't be that many. It's a 30 pound badger. Dude, no. Once you gotta. It's, you got thirty pound these animal. Things fight. <laughs> I mean, I know they they go crazy, but one swift kick and you're fearless. In the clear. Honey badger takes on six lions. <laughs> I feel like a honey badger is just like a tiny. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's like a tiny bear. <laughs> Tyran Matthew, you got to fight Tyran Matthew. <laughs> I tricked you. That's not a, that's a not actual size. <laughs> You had to fight one fully grown NFL star. Yeah. Yeah. Who was nicknamed the Honey Badger or eat yams? <laughs> <laughs> I would eat the yams, I man. I've never had a yam. I'd eat a yam. Explicitly, explicitly, if it was a fight to the death, you're going to lose that battle. If the, even if it was Just a Honey Badger fight to the death. Take a real the yams. Honey badger, I might take the yams. If I'll say to the, the The Honey Badger fighting four lions. Uh, movie that you sourced here uh the honey badger loses pretty pretty easily yeah it, but the it whole says thing it fights is, them off well one isaac isn't four lions <laughs> and two yeah but ike is at least damage isaac's at, at, at least one and a half lions and literally no <laughs> no he's not it, a chelsea it, fan he's a, he's a cannon <laughs> yeah cannon. It, it's Literally a honey badger just standing up and going, ah, and then getting eaten by lions. That's There's enough no... for me to choose the yams, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Isaac and Dave, you have been selected to participate in a Hunger Games-style competition against 23 other people. However, you must select a superpower to compete with others around you. What power would you pick? Can't be invincibility either. I feel like that's probably uh, jumping the shark a little bit there. So, so to rephrase, make sure I understand. It's Hunger Games. I get one superpower. Everybody else one has superpower. one too. I Everyone assume. else has a superpower. Yeah. I think, I think you. I wouldn't stray too far from Hunger Games. What's his name? Is it Peta who can like paint himself into landscapes and stuff? Oh, there you go. You just like a like a bitch. Yes. I. Oh, uh, what do you do in Con? Do you, I don't run around shooting people. I just hide behind a corner. Little, little camp, little camp action. I think maybe you could you choose yourself... anything, and you chose how to paint. <laughs> no, not how to paint. It's like a what would you call it? It'd be like a invisibility cloak kind of thing. Yeah, invisibility. Why would you I just think would be your superpower? I want to be invisible. Or, no, no, no. I I really wants to go the he Peter route. To... He's like, I'd just be really good at painting. Like, but he can only do it paint by numbers. So first he has to draw little numbers on himself. <laughs> I spent four months no, in call. design school freshman year. So I'm not saying I couldn't I would be great at it, but I could there you go. I'm already halfway there probably. <laughs> yeah. I I think the move is to be 
your superpower is that you're so likable that no one wants to kill you. So then you make it to the last two. So you still have to be pretty good with a spear so that you can take out <laughs> so the like last one. person one. But, beat. Yeah, everyone would prioritize killing anyone other than you for the first 22 people, or 21 people, and then when it's mano a mano, then it's uh, just me and Painter Boy over there. Uh, <laughs> I got my evil set up. You have no idea where Dude, I am. What if it <laughs> rains? <laughs> and he's hiding from me, and I'm just trying to go around and say hi. So it's not going to be a very brutal ending. I think it'll be the most boring Hunger Games in history. The game goes on forever. It's got to be the number one choice there, right? Invisibility. And if everybody can choose the same thing, it'd just be, it'd be an empty battlefield. Just one, one, guy, one guy didn't choose invisibility, he shows up, he's like, fuck. Mother. Yeah. <laughs> we all agreed we weren't doing invisibility. Nobody kills him. Nobody goes for him. Isaac on the other side of the arena just like painting himself, <laughs> <laughs> looking around. <laughs> fuck. You'd have to leave that guy alive just for the just for his for your own sanity and for his insanity. <laughs> yeah, he could paint you pictures. Yeah. Be one Good clever insane. bastard that would say, I wanna be able to detect invisibility too. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There's a one in twenty four chance after I choose mine. <laughs> yeah. Dude, or like laser vision so that you could just stand in a, Ooh, just spin yeah. in a circle and yeah, just yeah. cook people that are invisible yeah invisibility is not oh it might stop lasers because lasers are light so you might just pass right through the invisible person it's also very hot does it does it totally bend everything yeah i don't know heat vision would be yeah, a safe bet someone else can do yeah like infrared mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Infrared and be pretty sick with a spear, and you're good to go. Yeah. I just want to be a Charizard. That's, <laughs> <laughs> just, that's my power. I turn into Charizard. <laughs> just breathe fire and fly. But and... you also have to realize that he loses some of the great moves when you level up that high. You know, there's some <laughs> moves that only the second one... Uh, I'm keeping Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, did you say Charizard, though, Dave, or did you say Charmander? I said Charizard. There's... Yeah, you're in the clear, baby. You're already at that peak level. So you just fly above the hole. You're good to go. What are they going to do? Throw rocks at you? They're going like, to lose. Don't... Yeah. You're just going to breathe fire. Rain down from the skies. <laughs> I am Charizard. <laughs> the stupidest fucking way to win the Hunger the, Games. The way I would lose is that somebody else would have to call my moves out. <laughs> <laughs> they hit you with that Pokeball. Like, hey, oh, rest. <laughs> I just fall asleep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're Charizard, but everyone else has carte blanche on what moves you get to use. <laughs> Didn't think that one through. <laughs> Should have picked a talking Pokemon. And that'll just about do it. That's everything you need to know. This week on Earth. I'm Jack. And I'm David. Be careful at your COVID swing parties.